you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Hello and welcome to Challenge Talk, part of the Geocache Talk Network. You can watch the show live now on the first Sunday of each month and feel free to jump over to YouTube, Facebook or Twitter to watch the broadcast live and join the wonderful and active chat room or listen to the entire show later on your favorite podcast player. Hi, in this episode we'll be taking a look at a few of Project GC tools you can use to help with challenge qualifications. We also have prizes to give away each show to our listeners. Between each show, be sure to email your challenge cash finds to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com and you could be a winner. And later in the show, we also play our very special game exclusively for our live audience, the Wheel of Challenges. So listen live, get your email app ready, and follow instructions when the time comes so you can have a chance at winning the grand prize, a one-year membership, premium membership, to Project GC. And later on, we'll also highlight some of the challenge caches you've found, and someone will win our monthly giveaway. We are your hosts, Emily, to my left, (laughs) and Jeff from Cash the Line. So, as always, how has your month been? Well, I've had quite the muggle month, (laughs) full (laughs) of family time, friends time. So I don't know. I was thinking, I don't know if I even geocached in June, maybe at the very beginning. So it's just (laughs) been one of those months gearing up for what's going to be a very big summer starting here in July with Cash Fest being uh, just over a week away. I can't believe it. I'm pumped. I'm so ready. So much stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been doing a lot of Cash Fest preparation mm-hmm. that's been my yeah. geocaching focus have you been working on the, the uh passports the challenge passports for the event yeah yes like i've been more <laughs> of like focusing on hmm, what haven't i uh what pictures haven't i posted for the um <laughs> scaven- photo scavenger hunt i feel like that's the one i could come closest to finishing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, I've been working on those, but there's a few photos that I'm not going to be able to get until I get to the U.S. I think there right. was one for uh, a state, crossing a state line sign. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Road trip, there we go. <laughs> right, right. But, and uh, I haven't been in my kayak. Um, <gasps> so I, I think it's been a long time since I've been in my kayak to find a geocache. So yeah, that one's, my kayak's in my garage taunting me, telling me to get out for a, a cash. <laughs> I'm not sure before cash fest. <laughs> I don't know what your weather has been like around you, but it's been just absolutely wonderful for the last few weeks over here. So there's lots of, I've got uh, a number of geocaching friends in uh, Ontario who've been going out and doing uh, river power trails and ponds and traveling up to a few hours just to do uh, all of these series. So yeah, it's nice. it's pretty hopping over here for the kayaks. <laughs> good. Very good. But for me personally, I've been doing, uh, I, there was one trip, speaking of kayaks, where uh, there was a pond and there's a challenge in my area where you've got to find um, a fizzy grid on each day of the week. So throughout your entire career of all your, say, Sunday finds, you've got to qualify and, and complete a fizzy grid. Ooh. And there was a Wednesday where I was missing a few DTs and so are a couple of DTs and there was this one pond and they had two of them on there, two of the DTs, two each. So there were four caches I had to get. So I went down on a Wednesday night, Wednesday evening for about a three hour paddle, trying to get around the entire like the pond. And I hit those four caches and it was a DNF. <gasps> no. DNF, no. <laughs> no. And then the other DT, DNF, what? <gasps> Come on. 
I got one of the four, so I got oh. one of those for the day. So I'm still missing a Ouch. one difficulty five terrain on Wednesday to complete that fizzy, and a three and a half difficulty five terrain on a Thursday to finish that fizzy. Wow, but still, that is impressive. I am mainly a weekend geocacher. I think <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I could ever do that Monday through Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the harder difficulty ones, and uh, yeah. I, I think. It's again, it's a regional thing because we have so many uh, river trails, paddle caches, and all that. We've got a lot of five terrains, so uh, those higher, th those rarer combos are pretty, pretty uh, abundant in our area. So that kind of challenge, um, it's something that you probably have a better chance doing in our area. <laughs> yeah, sounds like but, a uh, lot a of fun. One. And uh, some yeah. advice from Tom: never go on a three-hour tour of anything. <laughs> Especially by boat. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Three That's great. Hour yeah. And then I just finished the 14-day streak for the the Challenge oh, Academy task. Oh, congrats. So you know, I really debated that one. I got a 10-day mm -hmm. streak from vacation, and I debated, do I use up four local caches to make this a 14-day streak, or do I save them for <laughs> later in the year when I need them? And yeah. I went with save. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Oh, well. Um. Yep. So again, if you have any uh, challenge caching questions, big or small, then you can email them to us at challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com and uh, we could air them. We could share them. You never know. We'd love to. <laughs> yeah. So every month we also like to update uh, the statistics, the challenge caching statistics from Project GC based on uh, the checkers that they have. They have a little box on the website that shows all of their stats. Excuse me. So... First off, we have this month 8,042 active scripts up from 7,924. So that's a little less. It's still more, but it's a little less of an increase than last month. <laughs> um, those are the uh, individual scripts that handle all of the challenge checker algorithms, all of the challenges out there, and there's loads of duplicates and variations. Mm -hmm. um, so the next one up, we've got 41,805 unique challenges which is up 401 from last month, which is less than half of prior month's increase. So it's, it's going up, but the acceleration has slowed down this month a little bit. All right, but always up. Um, <laughs> yeah, and those are different parameter sets, so there could be slight variations on, uh, on challenges, but there could be multiple caches all using the exact same parameter sets. And the next set is the active tags, which is 51,618, which is up. 538, which again is still an increase, but not as much as last month. And those are the checkers that are assigned specifically to GC codes. So that's every uh, active tag. As for active challenge caches, so these are the ones that you can actually find worldwide. There are 34,401, which is up 333 since good. last month. Good. It's always good to see those numbers go up. So that's at least good. I really want to hide some more. I want to make those numbers go up. I want to play my part. At, maybe after this summer. It's going to be such an amazing summer. I've been just sinking all my energy into that. But I would do yeah. my part. Th think about some challenges. Like if, if there's others that uh, we highlight that aren't in your area, you can publish those. You can make those in your yeah, area as long as you qualify. Right. I have a bookmark list of uh, caches that have inspired me to, to tweak in some way for my area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, for sure. So a couple of other uh, news items to cover. Uh, the Escape the Swamp is still on the souvenir uh, challenge from uh, Geocaching HQ, uh, helping signal by earning points and finding caches. And uh, it, it, it started at the beginning of June, but it ends at the end of July. So yeah, I'm going to really have to count on Cache Fest to <laughs> get me through the swamp. Yep, and you get points everything from uh, individual Adventure Lab locations up to 50 points for oh, for random signal labyrinth items, but uh, up to 30 points for le uh, letterbox hybrid and 15 points for every cache that you log is found. So keep logging those caches and get them out of the swamp. <laughs> Chances are if you're into challenge caching, you've probably already completed this part. <laughs> yeah. And oh yeah, the other thing that I know that I noticed a while back with the um, the collectible coins that you can get for Signals Labyrinth, 
they actually piece together like puzzles. I love that kind of stuff. You do this and it's basically like, here's, here's my money. <laughs> it's so much fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if you figure like the, maybe these mazes will even connect together on the, oh, the I'm entrance sure. and exits. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm expecting that. <laughs> Could be good to get those while they, while they're available. Yep. Uh, and a quick Academy update. The prizes are rolling in. We've got path tags and shirts and stickers, and we'll have a digital, sou digital souvenir as well. Uh, so uh, lots of stuff to give away at Cash Fest. So hopefully you guys are going to make it. If you're listening to Challenge Talk, we want to see you there. Yes. And be our ambassadors. You know, we're going to have passports inside the packages. Um, don't let your friends look at it and toss it aside. You know, um, <laughs> there's <laughs> they're going to be very doable. Please do them. Please join the fun. Please get our prizes. We want you guys to have them and do it. Yeah. We want it to be fun above everything else. So... If, again, if you have any issues or questions, then uh, we've got an FAQ on the passport that you can download as well. Mm -hmm. So if there's any questions, please let us know. We'll be happy to answer them. We want it to be fun. That's and right. keep posting those photo scavenger hunts to the hashtag Challenge Academy uh, on all the social medias so that uh, we can get those. Oh, I thought I had a little footer image, but I don't. Oh, there it is. Yes. CashFest Challenge Academy Photo Scavenger Hunt Passport. Share entries with hashtag Challenge Academy and tag Geocache Talk on Twitter, on Facebook, yeah. on whatever, uh, Instagram and all the all the social medias. Yeah, you've been seeing. We've been uh, highlighting folks who have been posting their pictures. We're tracking your progress again yep. so we can award you for your for your efforts. <laughs> yep. And if you are curious and you want to download the passport because you don't have it yet, the pre-event passport is linked on cashfest.com under the Challenge Academy area. So you can find it there. It's a PDF. You can print it off. You can take it. You can write it up. You can scratch it up. You can write things in blood if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of uh, challenges to, uh, to complete there. So we have our topic for tonight. We are going to take a look at a few of the tools of Project GC because we've often looked at the website and, uh, and we've touched on a few of them, but um, we thought it might be nice to take a look at some specific ones and play around with them and see how it can help you work on uh, completing some of these very common popular challenges. Right. And, you know, there's got to be people out there like me who play around on the website and look at the tool. And I know that I can use it better to my advantage. I just haven't figured out how. Um, I, I, I guess I'm someone who needs more words than Project GC gives us on how to run their tools. So let's dive into that together so you guys can follow along, learn some stuff. And I plan to learn some stuff tonight, too. <laughs> yep. So if you were to visit projectgc.com, make this a little bigger yeah uh, then at the top you will see there's the header and under tools there's a section with a whole bunch of stuff let me get rid of that yeah so we've got I don't want to see that unread message thing so <laughs> let's first go to needed found caches needed found dates so if you recall on your uh, geocaching stats you've got a uh, a grid of all of your dates that you have found a cache on. I'll bring that up quickly so we can check out. So you scroll down, scroll down, and then under here you've got finds for each date of the year. And there's, there's a lot of things to look at this because on this grid there are a few shades of colors of, uh, of the numbers. And, you know, there could be challenges for just completing the grid once, uh, one loop, but there are people who tend to, just for personal challenges, want to get a shade darker for each of those numbers. So if you look carefully, there is a, uh, a light shade. I've already, my, my lowest is 8, but there's a light shade difference between 8 and, say, 22. That mm -hmm. shade gets darker at 11. So here you can kind of see it here. So there's a 10 and there's an 11. So 11 is a good loop number to try to increase. The next one would be 26, which is uh, just a tad shade darker. 
think it's this darker one here. And then there's another one, a huge one. I think some people have got to that point, but that's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, if you want to try to finish a loop on this grid of any particular number, then what you'll want to use is this needed found dates tool on Project GC. And this so one is here, really easy to, to use. Yeah, it should be fairly straightforward. Um, the, uh, the, the, the base filter is your username, and then it'll, you can hit filter, and it gives you your entire grid, uh, and it'll tell you um, basically for one loop. So in this case, for me, zero more days for one loop. But for premium member, no, this is for everybody. No, this is premium members only. You can put in a loop number. So let's say you want to complete your 11th loop. You can put in loop and then hit filter again. And now we get our color code that says there are two dates, the red ones, that uh, you're still missing some to complete that loop. And then 11, I guess that's just the highlighted for the actual number that you chose. Right. So this is a very good, useful tool. It's a little easier than looking at that statistics grid and trying to figure out all the numbers and where they are. This, you can see it, it just in that three colors. That difference between, right, the red and the green is, is really um, helpful. And then I really like this box. It generates the dates for mm -hmm. you and you can export that to your calendar. I did yep. not know that before I um, set up every date in my <laughs> calendar for this year when I decided to tackle this. For a, a if you know what an ICS, yeah, an ICS <laughs> calendar is. <laughs> so, I just use Outlook. So whenever I look at this uh, grid, I just say, okay, eight, if I'm going for 26, which is my current big one, then I need 18. So I'll just drop, find 18 caches on that particular date. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then don't forget. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so very useful tool. And if you're, if say there's a challenge where you're looking for a specific, say a cache type, under that add filter drop down, you could add, say, cache type or size. So let's, uh, just to get more on there, we'll say 26, the next dark. Let's say we just want to fill the date found with traditional caches. Choose a traditional, hit filter, and now you get your grid. All those red dates are the dates you'd need to find more to hit your 26th loop using only traditional caches. So you can, you can play around with those additional filters because you've got cache locations. So say you want it within a region, like your country, your state, your province. Uh, you can filter it down to specific difficulties, terrains, um, specific attributes, uh, or negative attributes, and of course the loop. So there's a bunch of options to make that a useful tool to target which days you're caching and what you're trying to find. Yeah, I it, it makes a insanely sounding planning a uh, task so much easier mm -hmm. and if you're going on a road trip <laughs> then you'll know which dates yeah coming up and i think for me if i'm going for regular caches there's thankfully only a handful of dates that i've got to have a high number of fines good but always good to be prepared right the day i travel for cash fest i need some but luckily i'm going through some airports with um Adventure Labs, so that'll help out. <laughs> I know oh, that there's the yeah. debate of, you know, Adventure Labs counting or not, but for my purposes, it's going to count. <laughs> <laughs> the labs will be very, very helpful. Yeah. Uh, another one that uh, some people like to use, there's a couple of, uh, I think they're, I think they're postmortorium as well, but there are some souvenir challenge um, challenges which require you to find certain numbers of souvenirs. And as you're probably aware, the... Uh, statistics for uh, for souvenirs is fairly straightforward. Um, I think we have to go to dashboard and souvenirs. Uh, there we go. The yeah, the the list they do have some sort options now. So countries, states, oh. you can group them, uh, which is helpful. But this is just all the stuff that you've earned. And there's a count, so 258. But if you really are curious, then you would go to the Project GC Souvenirs and they give you all of the available souvenirs. So you can see what uh, the, the larger images and which ones you've got. So you've got a green check mark beside them. So then if you really want a country and you want to know if they've got one, you could say search for Namibia 
Hey, there's a Namibia one right there. <laughs> You're going to Namibia? They've got a, a, a souvenir. Let's find a cache. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and there's 5,000 people who already have earned that. <laughs> oh, that so is you, so cool. How many people very, have very earned helpful. it? I love that. Yeah, and I think these ones are countries where they've provided a souvenir, but they don't have artwork for them yet. Okay. So they're using the flag kind of as a placeholder because some of the older ones you've already got um, artwork that was provided by their local community, as far mm -hmm. as I recall. So you can see all the countries, all of the states, all the provinces, all the regions, and uh, all the they've got all the groups listed. So if you want, say, GeoTour, um, that, was, that wasn't a GeoTour. Why didn't you go to GeoTour? There we go. Uh, then you can see all of the souvenirs you can get for GeoTours. Uh, I'm not sure if they actually link to the GeoTour, maybe in the description, but there's a good list of available GeoTours as well. Oh, it looks so like again, it just links to the description of the souvenir on the geocaching website. Yeah, but then be... sometimes those link to the geo tour, so maybe. Yeah, if it's in the description, uh, say Bermuda Conservation. Let's uh, let's see if they've linked to it. So it'll take you to the details about the uh, the geo tour, and well, this one doesn't list the GT. GeoTours. Oh, it takes you to the host of the GeoTour. Uh, oh, it's just the GeoTour homepage. Huh. Well, that there, yeah, that might be it something gives that you changes. Something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that all relies on who's creating them and who's maintaining the texts and everything. So you never know. Uh, so yeah, we've got countries, we've got regions, event-based ones, uh, event-related, uh, specific day, random other mar marination. 31 people got this soup. What the heck is marination? Marination. <laughs> <laughs> Out of curiosity, I heart Wednesdays, a souvenir by marketing. Mike Curato, we want food. <laughs> okay, then. Project GC, it gives us things. <laughs> For the win. <laughs> Sometimes go we exploring. don't understand them. <laughs> <laughs> go exploring and seeing what kind of things we can earn. Oh, That's you remember great. the hidden creatures? Oh, yeah. Anyway, oh, getting sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> so we can go down memory lane or we can go down what in the world path. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a useful tool. And that, that's evolved over time as well, as I recall. Uh, so what do we have next? We've got a couple that we've covered in some prior episodes as well. Uh, the map DT matrix tool. We uh, talked about that in episode 18 and last month in episode 24. Uh, this is the one that allows you to search for caches to fill uh, specific fizzy grids. Yeah, this choose... one is where I learned last month, you know, if, if you're if you're using the geocaching website and you already have filled your matrix once, it tells you just congratulations, you've done it. So this is mm -hmm. where I learned how to add a loop on there so I could figure out you know, how to, how to get more yeah. than one and what those yeah. combinations were. And there's, and because we got a lot, some confusion the first time we looked at this, there's two types of cache filters for this one. The mm -hmm. first one is what, what, uh, what qualifies as cache qualifiers. So yeah, that could be a fizzy grid of traditional caches or a fizzy grid of, uh, uh, a fizzy grid within Tennessee. <laughs> that sort of thing. So that's the initial one. So you're defining the qualifiers. The second one is filtering the results down to what you want to find. Mm -hmm. So if you were to do a search for um, your your 10th fizzy loop and for all caches, you get everything, earth caches, traditional, all that stuff. So if you want to filter it down, I just want to find traditionals, then that's the second filter. You'd say, just show me traditional qualifiers. Right. So there's there's two filters for that. <laughs> and one is... Uh, DT type size, and the other one is uh, difficulty slash terrain. So the, the difficulty slash terrain filters the results. The DT type and size filters your qualifiers, what, what defines the fizzy grid. 
But that's all in episode 18 and 24. (laughs) (laughs) All those details. Uh, We also covered the DT history uh, tool, which was which is a relatively new one for paying members, for premium members. It's in beta, but this is the one that goes through your entire cash find history for any change, any changes to the difficulty and terrain and tells you what it was when you found it, what it was now, and any other changes they may have gone through. So, for example, this one, uh, I believe I found it, uh, I believe I found it, yeah, February 25th is when I found it, it had changed in 2017 three times. The DT changed, <laughs> but <laughs> I found it at four and a half one, as opposed to say this one, where I found it April 2018 uh, when it was four four and a half, but it has since changed to a four and a half three. So the green is the current, and everything else is the history. Yeah, it's a fun one to look at. It is a fun one. It's interesting. Um, don't don't harm people based on finding this and being angry that your, <laughs> your loop is gone. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. But you know, I remember one time I was looking at my stats and all of a sudden I had this extra five, five and I'm like, what the heck? I haven't mm-hmm. found that many, you know? And it's cause someone changed it and they changed it dramatically to a five, five. So um, <laughs> it, it, to me, it does not count as a five, five at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a five five when I found it, nor would I call it that. <laughs> yeah, and and these changes have caused some drama in uh, some of the pre moratorium uh, fizzy grid challenges because uh, you try to qualify, you complete your fizzy, and then the owner goes to check your stats, and suddenly there's a hole. Why is there a hole? Because somebody somewhere changed their DT and it messed up people's stats, and now they don't qualify, and there's no information as to how or when so this tool is something that would have been great (laughs) pre-moratorium but uh, at least it lets you know if you you can search for a specific dnt there might be a lot but um, you could try to track down what actually changed and then maybe you could convince the owner to allow it your find to still stand pre-moratorium yeah this is some good hard evidence maybe Mm -hmm. (laughs) they would take that yeah (laughs) Uh, another one we can look at, uh, we can look at the map regions. So this one, there's regions and counties. There's map regions and map map counties. They both pretty much do the same thing, uh, just on a different scale. So if we were to the, the base filter, you've got your profile name, the country, and pretty much self-explanatory. It'll tell you which, it'll highlight which states you found one cache in and which ones you don't. And it gives you a list underneath how many per region. This is similar to the breakdown we've got in your statistics. So Project GC and uh, and the official stats have a maps section that breaks down uh, all of the same thing. The benefit to this tool is that, again, we've got these additional filters. And so let's say... You want your the challenge is to find three caches in every state. You'd put in a loop number, let's say three, and hit filter. Mm-hmm. And the result, well, there's a couple more states that I don't have three in. But if you were that, there's some challenges, at least in my area, for ironically, in Ontario for finding caches in the U.S. Let's say you've got to find uh, a number of states with a hundred caches. You can do that filter for a hundred loops. And, well, I've got three, four states, but more importantly, you've got the list down below and you can see how many are close how to do, Where am I at? Yeah, in my progress. Yeah. And uh, so it can be a very helpful tool. It's, it's more of a dynamic uh, view of the Project GC stats. If we were to go to profile stats, then um, the map is more of a, a static representation that you could probably print out. Um, and it takes a few seconds for it to load, but, uh, there's a little more flexibility there, I think as well, because you can, um, under the maps tab, uh, you can view everything kind of all at once, but then you can break it down all together into your regions. Uh, you can view the full image, uh, you can break it down into the counties and you can see that. 
and you still get your breakdown right below it of the top 30. I think that tool only showed a certain amount as well. It didn't show all of them. But uh, so again, this is kind of your, your static view that's generated from your stats, whereas the tool is very dynamic. And mm -hmm. you also get those additional filter, filters. In right. this case, cache type and size, difficulty terrain, a date range of logging. So in this particular one, you could limit it to uh, how many you've found in the States within the past year. So let's say I January 1st, like 2021, that. December 31st, 2021, take off the loop. And now you can see how many you found in each state for 2021, which is zero. <laughs> oh, what's yellow? One find in Washington. Well, that's interesting. Oh, that must be because it was a challenge cache. I think it was a qualifier. So it was an old cache that I found and signed in for qualified much later because there's, uh, there's a, a couple of challenge trails over there in Washington. So that might be why. But That's yeah, so cool. there's yeah additional functionality with these filters. Uh, you've got your loop as well. And you've got the option to show disable and archive. This is, I think this is pretty much on most, if not all, of the tools. Um, the ability to look for archived caches is huge, in my opinion. Because if you are really curious about uh, past locations, then showing archived caches, it will take a lot longer because you're looking through 20 years of uh, a cache history, a huge database of all the stuff, so it'll take longer, but it can be a lot more revealing and helpful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just, I think, more for interest's sake, but... Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. And in the, in the name of interest, you know, I realized something when I was logging my 50th state, I realized that though I had been caching longer than 10 years, I was able to find at least one cache in every state in the past 10 years, if, if that makes sense. And so, you know, just mm. playing around as you're talking, I, I was able to confirm that I thought that was the case and using these filters. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. So just, mm. you know, again, for interest sake, you know, that that's never going to be a challenge anywhere, I'm sure. But, <laughs> you know, a lot of stuff we do, we do it for our own enjoyment, too. So <laughs> that's just my fun in... personal stat. <laughs> <laughs> to throw in an interesting comment here, uh, Tom said, I wish there was a souvenir for puzzles solved but never found. Just finished a jigsaw puzzle in Australia. <laughs> if there was a souvenir for a number of corrected coordinates, that would be interesting. <laughs> you get people just correcting all the coordinates everywhere all the time. Right, right. <laughs> so another one we've got on the list here, we've got the hidden month and date. So we've got two of them here. So we've got hidden date, a hidden month. Again, they both pretty much do the same sort of thing. So uh, you can look for, if you're trying to fill out your, your calendar grid of hidden dates, there are, you can do challenges. And that one isn't so bad because you're not specifically trying to find caches on specific dates. You have a lot more flexibility, but you're looking for dates that caches are placed. Not published, but placed. So let's say in this, let's take off the cache types. Uh, so this comes back to that other grid we we're talking about at the beginning. Uh, with the date found grid, but this is with date placed. Similar thing, I've got loop set to 11 because that's the next darkest. Mm -hmm. This will provide you a map of all of the caches that can help you qualify for that challenge. So in this case, it'll give a little, op a little uh, list of dates. You can compare this to that other grid as well to see which dates are required. But in this case, my December 4th is missing. I need a December 4th in order to get to loop 11. And it provides a list of all of the caches that are placed on December 4th. This is a tool. I was going over this in prep for the show, and I realized that what they could really use as a filter for this one is a date, a date filter. Because... On the official website, you can't do a search for a date of the year or mm -hmm. a specific month. 
you have to keep changing the date placed with the year, month, and right. date altogether or a date range. So if Project GC is listening, wink, wink, <laughs> <laughs> please, please add a filter for, uh, for just a date of the year or a month of the year because that would be so helpful in trying to find caches that could qualify for those year grids. Uh, whether it's the month, uh, the year and month grid or the date of the year grid. Oh, that would be so helpful. Uh, so the way the workaround for that, like I did with this is to put in a loop number based on what you know, you're missing. Mm -hmm. And then you might be able to find the date in that list mm -hmm. to help qualify. So that can be a very, very helpful tool. Um, if you were to go to, let me bring up the uh, profile stats again. So not on the official, uh, the official one, but on the Project GC. I know because we have a challenge where, uh, I'm trying to complete this one, where is it? Here it is, finds by hidden month. This is the one that you can look at to help with your Jasmer. Uh, you got to have one find in everything from May 2000 up to the current date, current month. But we have one where there's a certain number and there's like two months where I'm just a few behind and I can't, I can't remember which month. But uh, this is the tool. This is the grid that you would look at for that um, map hidden month. Mm -hmm. So let's say if you're trying to find... Let's say your third loop. Let's say you're going for a phys, uh, fizzy three map hidden month. Going for your third, not fizzy, jasmer grid. <laughs> so you're going for three jasmers. Are there any qualifiers in Ontario? Obviously not. <laughs> so let's make it just Canada. Any qualifiers just in Canada? Nope. But make it to United States. Uh, there should be a few available. It's still loading, still thinking, because there's a whole lot of caches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm playing around over here, too, and I got a notice that there's too many in the filter that I selected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, if you've, if you, so in my case, I've got two Jasmers, so that's why I did three. So if you're still just working on one Jasmer, then uh, I think the default is one loop. So if you leave that, leave that out, it'll give you all the caches to qualify for one, one Jasmer loop. But in this case to get three, there are three caches that'll move towards that. And that's August, that's July, and July. So if I want to get my third Jasmer, which one is this one? This one is also July. I've got to get two of these caches in the mainland mm -hmm. towards that. But now, the if you didn't already know, you can still get a fourth Jasmer, uh, but you have to get the one cache that is available the fourth, the one, the one month that only has four. The last month that August has four available. Of twenty two of two thousand, I think it's yes. August. Yes, yes, of two thousand, and it was Finland, right? I believe. I forget. Oh, that's loop five. Uh, loop four. Oh, that might be too many. There, no, yes, there it is. Sun gear. This is the last, the fourth one. So the other three are in North America, but this is the last one. September 2000. Oh, September. You have to get this if you want to get your That's fourth right. Jasmer. <laughs> so consider that. This is the tool that you want to use if you're working on your Jasmer grids. Map, hidden month, and that'll tell you where the caches are to qualify. That's a good short description of this one. Yeah. Um... Up next, we have, I've seen a couple of challenges. I'm pretty sure there's quite a few of them of this NESW, Northeast, Southwest, and Oldest. And this one actually combines a number of stats. So it gives you, within a specific region, the, mo the northmost, eastmost, southmost, and westmost. That's, oh, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> and the oldest cache in a specific region. So... The other nice benefit to this is you can also tell it a loop. So let's say if we're just doing one, you want to find the uh, exclude traveling caches. Yeah, um, that should be ignored when ordering. Yeah, okay. Uh, we don't want to show archived. 
let's say we're just trying to get a current active north, south, east, west, and oldest. It will show you all the qualifiers. So in this case, five qualifiers uh, for this result, whether you found it or not, so you can tell. Um, there's a lot in Ontario. It'll take a couple seconds. <laughs> uh, but it's nice that they have this loop in here because now you have a way of it should literally make sense. So this shows you the four northeast, southwest, and the oldest. Mm -hmm. But if you were to put in loop two, it now shows you two of each. So the two northmost, two east, two west, two south, and the two oldest that are currently active, not archived. Cool. So you can use that to help plan road trips if you want to as well. I don't think, I don't know if you, have you seen any challenges that deal with that northeast, southwest? No, not personally. I wonder if there's a bookmark list of those. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can do that again for any region. So we've got the two oldest in Ontario. You can do that for uh, your country, region, and counties, or whatever your third level region breakdown is. And uh, so yeah, it could be all of US, Canada. Uh, you can't do multiple, unfortunately. Only one at a time. And I feel like creating a challenge out of that would be tricky because it could change at any moment, north, south, I east, think and west. It would be similar to, this. yeah, it'd be similar to challenges that would ask you to find, say, the 10 oldest in your state. Right. So if one gets archived, then the next one on the diligent. line yeah. is a qualifier. And, mm -hmm. uh, so it's always, see, there's another good... Well, for oldest, just... that would be easier to keep up on, but north, south, east, and west—that <laughs> could, that that could really like change. A job. <laughs> like, as you can see with Ontario, because it's so sparse up in the north end, there's a big difference between the two northmost, uh -huh. and the next one could drop down 100, 200 kilometers further south. So, you never really know on the sparse, but that's part of geocaching challenges and if right. that's what you want that's what you got to plan for but this is a good one again to uh to help plan uh targets on road trips um look for those oldies in whatever you're driving through uh we have one more and this one is a fun one i like this one a lot uh there's a 360 from home uh map based challenge checker now these aren't allowed anymore but and this tool is, is a unique one. This will give you a breakdown of every degree from your home location, which is hidden for privacy sake, uh, but tell you how many caches you found in each degree and a breakdown of what, what's lowest, what you might want to get. I've got three in 302 degrees <laughs> north true. Um, so if you want, you can keep trying to increase that. Now, I think the reason... I'm not sure which came first, if this came first or if challenges for 360 from a spe specific cache location, hmm. because this isn't something you can use for those caches. So for example, uh, in Ontario, we have one of those 360 challenges. It's the COG 360 uh, uh, GC5GTNY. And it's, it's a checker. And in this case, you have to find a cache in every degree around the posted coordinates for the challenge. Right. If That's we were to what load I've the, seen. Yeah. If we were to load the checker, it's a slightly different page because if you run it, it will show you the actual map and all of the qualified and unqualified degrees. So this is a slightly different map, but it's the same challenge. Mm -hmm. You can't run a challenge based on 360 degrees of home coordinates because that's dynamic and it, mm -hmm. uh, there's privacy stuff and all that. But these pre-moratorium challenges are still around. And the thing with these is that this is, it's like a check, it's a, it's a special case. So a lot of the other checkers have scripts that you can edit and copy and adjust and everything. These use a checker, but they're created for that specific cache. So in this case, uh, the, the nice thing about this particular tool is that you can actually see 
with the say with these red ones where you don't have a cash it doesn't extend all the way to the end oh. because that's the farthest qualifying cash that, oh that you could get for that so it gives okay. you the the farthest distance um, of a cash for that particular degree to qualify now i i was trying to figure it i i was pretty sure there was a way to overlay caches on the map so you could see the actual caches with the overlay of the degrees and i can't remember how if somebody in chat or uh, watching or listening later on remembers or knows how to do that i can't remember if it was an extension or a script or another tool um but i do remember seeing that you could overlay the degrees with the cache map right because this the- is going to be a lot of really close map comparison yeah which is sometimes really hard to do mm-hmm. without an overlay and and it goes by posted coordinates so out here the cache that qualifies for this one, the farthest ah, one is so a mystery. Posted out in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a thing to remember. If you solve a puzzle thinking that the final is in a degree that you need, but the posted is way over, it's not gonna qualify. It's it's qualifies Good by posted coordinates. No. Now in the <laughs> um in the chat, just finding our way says, I think you click or double click on one of the rays. So give that a try. Oh, maybe that's oh yes, I think that was it. That's right. Because if you click that, it will take you to the, yes, oh, that's yay. what it was. Thank you, chat. Right. Thank you. Yeah, so that hi- highlights all of the caches that are available within that degree to, to, uh, to find and qualify. Only that degree because obviously there's so many degrees and there's so many caches, it would just overload. So one at a time. It also helps you distinguish which ones are there because it could be really close to the line and you can't tell if it's one or the other. Yeah. So this is these are the caches that Project GC would consider for this degree. That is so. so cool. And on Project GC, there's no filters at all. You just click on that tool and it gives for your home coordinates. For the, yeah, for the uh, yeah, for the 360 you're looking at a specific checker, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And here you do have an additional filter for prof. <laughs> That's funny. There's a drop down, and there's one option you can't say it's not showing it on there, but it's uh, the one option in the drop down is profile name, which is already in use. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, 360 from home, there's no additional filters. You can view it as an overview, you can view it as a map. Uh, so all of the caches in those degrees, um, and you can view the map if you want to. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that, this is more for interest's sake and personal challenge if you really want to. But right. um, there is a bookmark list. Somebody has created a bookmark list of all of the 360 challenges that are out there. It's by Magma1447. And these are all of the currently existing and or archived 360 degree challenges. Cool. And it he looks, so there's 57 currently. He says that he tries to make sure that they're all added to the list. Don't know when. Excuse me, it was last updated. Um, last place was 2000. Oh, these were traditionals. Oh, unchallenges. I think we talked about that in a prior mm-hmm. show as well. Um, 2017 was a challenge. 2016, yeah. So they're not new, but get them. If you can get them before they get archived, this is another one you want to get. Yeah. These could be as, as valuable as like webcams. <laughs> <laughs> but they require at least 360 cash fines per challenge. <laughs> yeah, a little, little bit of a tall order. And I live on the coast, so I have very <laughs> few options in a certain number of my degrees. <laughs> yep. Well, those are just a few of the tools that uh, are available on Project GC. You can see in that drop down how many there are. Uh, it's easy to go playing with them and exploring. Even the TB Rescue, there's a lot of people that uh, that yeah. use these tools to find lost and TBs that who knows where they are. So you can play with that as well. We might cover that in a future show. I but, thought uh, the what's hot button is interesting under the map based tools. It just shows you um, kind of what's trending in geocaching right now. You know, <laughs> I, I think that, uh, you know, maybe you can see where there's been a mega <laughs> perhaps yeah. or, you know, an old cache that a lot of people are hitting up now that it's summer. 
something like that. Yeah, I'd be interested to know what the algorithm they use to determine mm -hmm. that would be because it could be by favorite uh, magic with some magic algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> so it probably has to do with the number of finds, the number of favorite points, how recent, how old, a lot of factors involved. Yeah. But, but that, yeah, fun. that could be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so play with that when you got time. And uh, if you have any comments or any interesting discoveries, also let us know. I don't know if there's any hidden tools that might be in beta not listed here, but if you've got them, let us know. We'd love to right. secretly show them off. <laughs> <laughs> and that, as usual, you just send an email to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com and uh, we'll see how things go. But we got to get to our game time. Yeah, it, we have two games I to play. I, yeah, I, I think it's about time for the Wheel of Challenges because... Uh, Let's get this loaded. The, 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 let me get this. <laughs> Wheel of Challenges. <laughs> oh, it we're loaded to the wrong tab. Oh, oh wow. so much stuff. This is fun. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> so one live viewer each month will be selected to face off against the wheel and have a chance to win the grand prize, which is a one-year premium membership on Project GC. That gives you a whole lot of those extra little filter features you see there on the tools we were using, those little green premium member only. Mm -hmm. To enter, send an email with a subject containing SpinMe followed by your geocaching username in brackets so that we can test it because the answer, or with the answer to the following question, the first verified user gets the wheel and your profile will be checked live on Project GC. And if you qualify, you win. And so, the question for tonight, for this month, if you've been listening or if you have any idea what's going on <laughs> right now, <laughs> the question is, what's the hashtag to share scavenger hunt photos for Cash Fest pre-event passport? <laughs> All right. Some of you are using it a lot. Some of you just know it. But who's going to be first to get us the answer? <laughs> And we've had uh, a couple of wins over the last few months, so one of the one of the challenges on the wheel has been updated. So we have a new all challenge right. on the wheel. We still haven't seen all of the challenges. No, the wheel is repetitive, <laughs> randomly repetitive. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's tough when uh, you only have one a month. <laughs> yeah, it's and like... we do have our wheel for Cash Fest. So that's going to be one of the, the things you're working towards um, with these passports is getting your chance to spin our real in-person wheel to win prizes. Yep. And hopefully we'll actually have real sounds to go with the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> we have some coming in and let's see. Uh, nope, that's not right. And Nope, that's not oh. right. Oh, that's not right. Oh, keep coming. Keep coming. Still How the right interesting. We, we mentioned it in the show, and it's all over the social medias. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, it's a little hint, if you really need it. It's one of the things that we're doing at Cash Fest. Yes. <laughs> one of the main day events. <laughs> not hashtag um, Polaroid, <laughs> as Tom has asked in or said in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> There's some uh, some interesting guesses, some some good uh, alternatives. <laughs> oh, Gary says the actual wheel does making make the clicking noise. Gary has our wheel mm. presently. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yes, we have um, some uh, interesting, hopefully some fun ways of doing the wheel uh, this at the event. Uh, it won't be, it won't be digital like this. It will no. be physical. It will be. Um, Any answers, Jeff? Uh, now it's oh, we just got theory. one in. Okay, good. We just got one in that is correct. And that winner is Acorn Mama. All right, Acorn Mama. Let's put you up against the wheel. To show you what it was. Cash Fest Challenge, Challenge Academy Photo Scavenger Hunt Passport. Share entries with hashtag Challenge, Challenge Academy, Academy. <laughs> and tag Geocache Talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Acorn Mama, we are spinning you 
Let's spin that wheel. So oh. realistic. Oh, it's a five oh. difficulty. Quadruple grid challenge. What's going to be the result? Oh, this is the one. So this was published in 2019. And this is kind of, uh, this is a fairly common one, I think. Basically, your, your four most common challenges. You have to complete your found grid calendar, your mm -hmm. placed calendar, mm -hmm. your fizzy grid, your DT grid, and your Jasmine grid. Okay. Finish each, all four of those. And uh, after... So it's, not four, it's not four loops on one grid. It's four different grids. Four separate grids. Fun. And I'm pretty sure I qualify for that, so I don't know why it's saying I no. I think I would. <laughs> <laughs> Acorn Mama. Uh, Mama. There we go. Acorn Mama. All Run right, the checker. Oh. Timing is everything. Unfortunately, Acorn Mama does not qualify for the quadruple grid challenge. But, oh, pretty close. Yeah, Not too you're far. Close on a lot of your grids. Keep the Jasmine's the good. Yeah, the Jasmine's going to be the hard hardest one I think to finish. Mm -hmm. But the others, yep, that's just going to take a little bit of extra planning. Very close, very close. Well, but good try. Yeah. All right, let's uh, quickly get through our monthly challenges because uh, we love to highlight some challenges that you guys send us by email to challenge talk podcast at gmail .com. and. Uh, and hopefully get some inspiration for uh, placing new caches and, uh, and, and, and having some new experiences. Mm -hmm. So first off, we have one in from Bloody Cool. This is GC9QC9V, a busy day challenge cache. Oh, I like busy days. Uh, this is, <laughs> you have to find 10 caches, 10 different cache types on one day in one day cool i think this is a good one to highlight because cash fest is coming up and there's going to be tons of caches tons of experiences tons of different types to find uh throughout the week but also each most days even i think mm -hmm. <laughs> might take some planning going on <laughs> yeah 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 might take some planning but you can you, I, th I think there's people who are aiming for at least 10 on that uh during the mega yeah, so, I think the webcam's too. a little hard. That I think I heard the closest webcam several hours away or something like that. Yeah. I forget. You, yeah, when you get up to these that level, you really have to plan because those rare caches are going to be few and far between, especially mm -hmm. if you've already found some. Um, so you you really have to plan for that. You need a you need to have a mega event or a giga event, and even better, you have a Cedo as well. If you've got the GPS maze, like if you've got the rare ones all together. Those are good dates to go for a high yeah. for a busy day challenge. Yeah. We have one in from Zippertiff. This is GC8ZHZZ. <laughs> 300 challenge caches because we love challenges. Yeah. How could we not highlight this one? Highlight this cache. <laughs> <laughs> this one is placed by Dr. Plug. Dr. Plug. <laughs> in 2020. And straightforward, you've got to have found 300 geocaches. Uh, where is it? Find 300 geocaches. That's it. Identified by the challenge cache attribute. Okay. Simple, straightforward, yeah. but challenging. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's in Texas, so that's not too far from Cache Fest. But <laughs> There's probably a few of those. Texas is big. Where in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> Third up, we have another one from ZipperTiff. It is GC7K45N. Got oxygen? A high altitude challenge. Cool. And this one, there's a lot of that. Uh, oh, I, I like it's this hidden one. at sea level, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Gulfport? Where is Gulfport? It's That's... Uh, tech, tech, no. Ah. Louise. Mississippi. Mississippi, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the Gulf. So <laughs> there are challenges out there to find caches at different bands of altitudes and above certain height or below, below sea level. This one, you have to actually find uh, highest caches above the high point of states for five states. So they've got a list of all of the 
rounded highest points of each of the states, and you've got to find a cache above each of those for five different caches. Wow. Or five different states. Cool. So I kind of like that. Because yeah. the high point, there might not necessarily be a cache at the physical high point of a state. Mm-hmm. So it has to be like above a, a, a certain point, and there could be a, a handful of caches that could qualify. I'm guessing the reviewer would have made that choice. <laughs> you can't... <laughs> you, you can't limit it to just one qualifier. There has to be like probably a few options to get. So that's probably why it's it's a rounded altitude. But oh, and I do qualify. Hey. Yay. If you here's a reminder: if you are a premium member, premium member, then a lot of these challenges, if you view them or uh, or whatever, they'll automatically run and test your profile, so you can already see if you qualify for something. Right, with that it's another benefit mark. of being being a premium. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one up, we have one from Starcasher. This one is GC8JCBM. It is puzzled throughout the year, a 365-day challenge. So this one kind of goes back to what we're talking about with that date found grid. This one, it has to be all unknown. But cache type unknown. Great. That's right. So here's a good good test for your skills, your Project GC tool skills. <laughs> What's that <laughs> one that- rated? This one is rated for difficulty. Okay. That's another thing that could change again regionally because if there's, say, a lot of geo arts and puzzles mm-hmm. in some place, then this could be really easy to do. And if unknown caches are very rare, it could be a high difficulty. You never know. If you're driving through and you've already qualified for something that's easy in your place but hard somewhere else, you could get a high difficulty easily like that. Yeah. And Jeff, here's a good reminder question uh, or question we can remind instructionally how do you get the challenge checker to show up on the sidebar uh acorn mama says she's a paid member but doesn't see that right so we uh occasionally mention and remind how to do that but uh, on project gc uh in the in the header there is a link to a browser add-on um i think it was in tools was it in tools no i think or was it home Uh, web browser extension under home. So if you go to that web browser extension and have it installed in your browser, you have to have Grease Monkey or a Tamper Monkey. Um, If you install that script, it'll add a bunch of little extra bonuses inserted onto the main website. And you can choose which ones you want to see and not want to see. Yeah, so there's options. You can turn them on and off. But that's how you get the challenge checker in the sidebar. So... This is helpful because pre-moratorium, there could be challenges where the owner hasn't added a checker or there isn't a checker, but somebody may have come along to Project GC and said, hey, can we get a checker for this really old challenge cache? So in that case, it might be on Project GC, but not listed in the description. So having Mm -hmm. this add-on is very helpful, especially for pre-moratorium challenges. Thanks. The last one we've got for today, for tonight, is one from Just Finding Our Way, it is GC8464N, All the President's Men Challenge. This was placed in 2019, in March. It is a four and a half difficulty because you have to find caches in 15 counties named for U.S. presidents. Cool. I like it. <laughs> and uh, so it would require some traveling, but I think there's, what is it? There's 31 states or more with counties named Washington. Washington County. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's pretty common. So it could take a little bit of planning, but yeah, if you, I mean, some examples here like Adams, Harrison, Roosevelt, Johnson, Bush. Um, but yeah, you have to have 15 different, ca- cash is found in 15 different U.S. counties that are U.S. presidents. <laughs> and just finding our way says, don't ask me how it got approved post moratorium. <laughs> I was I was going to make a comment about that, <laughs> but decided not to. <laughs> we just know it's here and, and he did it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, it's it's doing pretty good. It's got 20, 24% uh, favorite points, which is good. And sometimes people will give favorite points for the challenge, mm, which right. is nice. Because you can give them for whatever reason, but chances are it'll attract a certain type of people, whether it's like gadget caches or challenges. And then people who favor it are the people who 
find it for that reason. So right. if it's a good challenge, you could get favorite points. So remember, for next month, if you want to enter for that, uh, for that prize, send in your email before next month's show. And uh, once again, send it to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com. Challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com. Got to practice and roll that off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> and you could win that Challenge Talk Geocoin as the big prize. And but we're kind this of month's... running out of those, so yeah. stay tuned yeah. for what we do next. <laughs> they are now extremely limited, exclusive. Yes. <laughs> so this month's winner is, uh, where, where is it? <laughs> TWH Rider. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Trisha. Congratulations. Uh, we'll be in touch so that you, or send us, shoot us an email with your uh, uh, mailing address so we can get that off to you ASAP. Or if you're going to be at Cash Fest, maybe we could just give it to you. <laughs> in any case, contact us and we'll get that off to you. And uh, yeah, thanks for sending those in, everybody. Yeah, we appreciate them all the time. I love hearing what you guys are up to. Yep. And who knows what kind of challenges might be coming up after Cash Fest. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, I think that's about, that, that's all we have. So if there's other, uh, like I said earlier, if there's other tools that you know of that we think, that you think should be covered in the show to help, or if you have any questions about how to use any tools, please let us know. And uh, we can do another one of these tools of Project GC shows in the future. Yeah. So on that note, hope to see you in Cash Fest at Cash Fest or somewhere along the way. And uh, we will see you in the next show, which is the first Sunday of August, August 7th. And as always, our show notes will be posted to the description shortly after we are done. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for chatting. <laughs> And remember that it's not about the numbers. It's about the challenge. Challenge accepted. <laughs> See you guys <laughs> next month.